The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and thanks to all of you that are listening with us today. We're glad you're here. We know we've got listeners in the U.S. and Canada and Ireland and in New Zealand, and we appreciate you listening, and we love getting your comments um, via email. Thanks so much for sending those in. We love hearing uh, your responses to the program, and also we love your comments on Facebook, so keep them coming. You can always visit the Spirit of Recovery page on Facebook. You can join into the discussion there. We put up a new discussion every week or simply uh, right on the wall. Thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community know about Spirit of Recovery. It's great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery and unity on Unity Online Radio. So, today we've got a great program as usual. My guest is Janet L., and we're going to be talking in just a moment about the topic of legacy of love. Janet's got lots of experience in 12-step program. She's from a 12-step and unity family, and she is a possibility thinker that brings lots of good energy to her life and shares that with other people. So, we'll be talking with Janet in just a few moments. We want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, that recovery is a big tent, and so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of addiction, if you're a family member in your own recovery as a family member, or if you're a family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, whether or not they're in recovery, and you're simply looking for information about recovery, or if you're just somebody that's interested and curious and wants to know more about recovery, we welcome you here. We welcome your participation in our discussions, you can email us or call in to the show with a question or comment for my guest. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and a trained addictions counselor. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And about 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. Since that time, my personal path has been one of recovery principles, unity principles, working together. That's a walk that keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing in ever deeper ways. I am delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and also to hear what you're thinking what's happening for you and your spirituality and your recovery. Every show we have a drawing and we give away a recovery book and these are donated to us by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation and that's www.hazelden.org. So big thanks to Hazelden for donating our books. Today's book is called Connections, The Threads That Strengthen Families and it's by Jean Isley Clark. So if you'd like to put your name in for the drawing for the book Connections, just send us an email at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. And we do get the emails during the show. 
Or you can give us a call at 888-558-6489. And that number, the same number is 888-55-UNITY. So give us a call or send us an email. We'll put your name in for the drawing for the book. And also later on, we'll be taking your calls and emails um, also with your comments and questions. So let us hear from you. Today we're talking about the topic, Legacy of Love. And Janet L. is my guest today. Janet grew up in a family where um, her parents uh, both had long-term recovery in 12-step programs. So she was, she was born into that atmosphere where the family was already engaged in those. Also, her, her family was already engaged in unity. And she was taken to a unity church when she was a young child. And so her... She's one of those unique people that has had uh, a life that was steeped in spirituality and was really shared with her by her family. And Janet's gone on to live that spiritual life in lots of ways. She helped form the first CODA group in Canada, and that was in 1989. She helped get a 12-step group started called Freedom from Fear. She's attended uh, a recovery program called the Pavilion and um, has done many other things that are that you'll be hearing about today that she's been active in the 12 step and in the unity community. In Janet's life, she's, she works with people. She's a national sales manager. She has uh, worked with people in unity churches as the assistant there in a unity center and supporting people in all kinds of growth programs for personal growth and she certainly studied spirituality in many different forms. She's going to be telling us a lot about her story today and how she combines recovery principles, unity principles and how they create the possibility thinking that is her life. So Janet, welcome to Spirit of Recovery today. We're really glad that you're here with us. Thank you so much, Anna, and thank you all for allowing me to uh, extend uh, out into the global um, uh, unity family and 12-step family. I, uh, I believe that we cannot keep what we do not give away, and uh, it's, um, it's an honor to be here today with you, Reverend Anna. Yeah, thank you. So you again, you have a unique life, Janet. You were brought up in a family where early on uh, your family was involved with twelve steps and with unity. So, what was that like to grow up in a family? Well, like it that? was uh, it was um, certainly something that I every day um, am very very grateful for. I I think that my life has been so expanded and has become so rich as a result of both these programs. Um, I wanted to say a little bit that uh, my dad actually came into the program in 1947, and he came in as a a 17-year-old by his uncle who saw that that there seemed to be a little bit of a lineage of um, the disease of alcoholism and thought that maybe it would be a good idea. I can't help but uh, think about uh, the great story of the princes of Serendip. And they were travelers in the Middle East who, who basically had a destination. And, and I always think that recovery is a destination. And so what happened for them was that it really wasn't the end result of that we were, we're all looking for. It's the little steps and the blessings that happen along the way. And one of those blessings actually was my very first sponsor. And it turned out that my very first sponsor in the program in 1977 when I was attending Alateine was actually my, uh, my sponsor had been sponsored by my great uncle. So talk about blessings along the way. There is a rich, rich history um, that that has followed me on this journey. And I, I have to, at this point in time, talk a little bit about courage because when we're talking about a legacy of love and a legacy of family, we cannot uh, not speak about that word without speaking about heart. And... Courage and heart go together because if we actually look at the French, um, 
definition of courage, it actually means to give heart. And I think that every day I get this rich opportunity to, to give heart to any situation because one thing I know about recovery is that every day somebody gives me something to recover from. And I say that with a little bit of a laugh because uh, we're human beings and we, we live in the human condition um, knowing that the real condition of, uh, is our state of mind and our, our, our spirituality. Jen, let me ask you a little bit along those lines. Um, you, I know we've probably all heard that the opposite of uh, fear is love. And you helped start a group quite a while, in 1989, a 12-step group called Freedom from Fear that was um, for people that were challenged by fear. So how do you see the, that relationship there between fear and love? Or, that's interesting. How did that program work? I don't know if it's still well, going well, or not. It actually came through after I had been through um, a 28-day program um, called The Pavilion. And at that uh, program, one of the things that became very clear to me was that there are always two sides of the coin. There's always great faith and great love, and there is always something called fear or that human condition. And so it was actually brought forth by... um, another great mentor of mine and great 12-step uh, person, uh, Jack, Jack B. And he had started a group uh, in the United States, and we felt that really if we could start to deal with some of these really, really important um, human, human conditions, and one of them being fear, that people could actually be lifted up if they could just in one moment, in a step one, two, three, let go of their fear and know that they were more than they ever thought that they could be and that love really what was left if we would just let go of the fear. So so that meeting was probably one of the most well-attended meetings that we ever, that we ever had in our city because I... I think if people were to be really honest, Anna, if you were to ask them why they are hesitant to move forward in whatever it is they're involved with, fear is a huge barrier for many people. So we what are people that, scared of, do you think, Janet? You know, I, I, I think that people are afraid of many things, and they're afraid of success, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of not measuring up. They're afraid uh, that they're not worthy enough. They're afraid that they're going to get hurt again. They're afraid that uh, that they're not going to be loved. Um, in fact, I remember one of the one of the uh, classes we were we were speaking about what people's biggest fear of, and one of the biggest fears people had was being alone. And you know that. The 12-step program so much has brought forth the idea of people coming together, as was unity, as how unity started, you know. I mean, here we were starting in, the, in someone's living room with prayer. And, you know, the 12 steps uh, are so based in prayer. And if we talk about our spiritual awakening that we all get to experience, we we have to go into that prayerful place and, and seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact and reconnect every moment with uh, with God. So, yeah, so I, I hope that uh, answers your question. Yeah, I think that's good. You, you really listed a good uh, list of things that people, I think, are afraid of. That makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering when you were growing up, uh, how did your family live the 12 steps at home, or did they? Or and, and, I, and let me preface it with this. I know that just because people are in 12-step programs, families are, it doesn't mean everything's perfect, but it does mean that families have tools uh, that maybe they wouldn't have if they weren't in 12-step. What were yeah, some things well, that your family uh, did growing up? Yeah, I think that uh, both 
in my family, they definitely um, lived the unity uh, truth principles, and they also lived the the twelve step uh, philosophy or way of of being in life. And there were also conflicts within that because. Um, there was a couple of times where the addiction took over, and as a result of that, um, there was a bit of a setback and an opportunity to come back again to the twelve steps. So, so it was it was marvelous, it was wonderful, it was exciting, and within that, there were there were challenges along the way for sure. Um, but what I know is that once you're introduced to the 12 steps and once you're introduced to unity, your life is never the same again. You, you, you cannot not remember what, what you've been given. And so you, you do what you can to, to bring yourself back, to bring yourself back. And so, what I found helpful, because I can only speak from my point of view, is that I felt that those were the times that I was most challenged with faith. Those were the times when I was most challenged to to remember again who was in charge. And, and it sure wasn't me, and it sure wasn't uh, the outer world. It, were, it was not the people, places, and things at all. It was me making a decision every day as to where I was going to live, and I tell you, when I when I was living in faith, it 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 was much more pleasant. And at times there was a lot of fear around that faith. There was a lot of uh, things to overcome. But we're so blessed that that every day we have an opportunity to change that. Every moment we have an opportunity to change that. Every second we have an opportunity to change it. So um, it, there, was a, there was a long history of 12, there a long history of 12 steps in our family. So um, I don't know what more to say about that. There are so many things to say about it. We could talk for days, and, and I feel like we almost need to, have another session to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a it's a rich life, and it sounds like what uh, what you're saying is that even that when things didn't always work out, and and sometimes there are things like relapses or whatever, yeah. or other behaviors that crop up in the midst of recovery. That what you saw, even as a child, was that the choice is, am I going to use my program, am I going to use the 12 steps, am I going to use my faith, am I going to use my unity principles, or am I going to get lost in the upset of what's happening? Yes, exactly. Um, I had a very, very strong memory um, this morning when I was waking up, Anna, and to you listeners, and it was um, actually being with the whole family at the Alano Club which um, I'm not sure, I, I think you have them in the United States. They're very big in Canada. Uh, and just being there with the family in this, this kind of beautiful, beautiful family of people who, who just cared about one another. And then I had another memory of being at a roundup with my family at a very young age. And then I had a memory of being at a big, um, you know, AA picnic. And so I have many, many fond memories of that. And so I, I, really, cle- I really keep those close in my heart because it's important to remember when we're feeling that we just can't get up, that there is always going to be people there that will be there to receive us and and this program does not work without without family without us that's beautiful thank you so much we've got to take a short break right now when we come back we'll start with the serenity minute and then my guest janet's going to keep talking about this beautiful legacy of love that she's got with her family we'll be right back
Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive! Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Legacy of Love. And my guest is Janet L. Janet was uh, raised in a family that had both the 12-step uh, program and also unity. So she's got a unique life uh, and the spiritual principles permeate her life in many ways. And she gives back in many ways. So we'll be hearing some more from Janet in just a moment. But first, let's take a minute to center ourselves in the Serenity Minute. It's a moment to relax, to focus on a constructive thought, and to allow ourselves to be refreshed by that higher power, that spirit that lives within us. So I invite you to relax, to breathe, and focus on this positive, constructive idea. I trust my higher power to fill my life with loving, healthy, supportive relationships. I trust my higher power to fill my life with loving, healthy, supportive relationships. And so it is. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. I trust that you're feeling that peace, feeling the love and support of your higher power. And now we're back with my guest, Janet L., talking about the legacy of love and about how in her family they turned the chain of pain into a legacy of love. And just before the break, Janet was talking with us about some great memories that she had this morning as she was waking up about uh, remembering some good times in her family when she was at um, 12-step activities and so forth. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that, Janet? You were, I think you were talking about um, how, you know, we, we each have to make our own choices, but how important relationships are 
in recovery? Well, you know, I I think that uh, when I hear the word relationship, one of the biggest things that I have had to learn in this legacy of love is what is my priority of relationships. And my first relationship is my relationship with my higher power. I love in the big book when they talk about upon awakening, we connected with God. You know, like that connection is never broken, but just my relationship with my higher power with God. Then my relationship with self. What am I going to do to to encourage and expand that relationship? And then it's my relationship with my significant others and in my family, my sisters, my dad, my mom. You know, that's the third priority. And then the rest um, is everyone else. And, you know, now that I'm married, of course, it's my, my son and my husband. And then everybody else falls within that family. But I, I, I think for myself that when I remember my priority of relationship, my whole day changes. Everything that I experience um, changes when I make those relationships um, in that priority. And if I get up and I make a decision that I'm going to put everybody else before myself instead of connecting again with my higher power, I have a very different day and I have a very different moment-to-moment experience. So um, I think unity really has been such an important part of my recovery because it's it's really the blending of those two programs that that has really, I think, improved the quality of not only my relationships, but everything that I go into my world to do. So. Great. Thank you, Janet. We have an email here from a listener from Kim, and she's got a really... Good question. She says that uh, basically her uh, dad is a lifelong alcoholic and neither he he nor her mom have entered into recovery or even considered that. She does attend um, family meetings, 12-step family meetings, and that's helping her. And she says though that when she goes to visit uh, her parents twice a year, it usually erupts into tension, arguing, and withdrawal. She has a son, and she's wondering uh, with what approach she should take when she takes him to visit his grandparents. It sounds like she likes to go about uh, twice a year. Her son's about 10. So she's asking what insights. She'd appreciate any insights that you would have on this, Janet. Well, that's interesting that you just asked that question because I think... um in part, I answered it just a moment ago about priority of relationships, that um, we must take care of ourselves. In doing that, we first of all must take care of our relationship with God, and the more we can increase that connection, the better we are at making choices about how we need to to move forward in whatever we're doing. So the more centered I am, the better place I am to to make decisions that are really hard when you're in those really, really difficult, difficult situations. A couple of things came to mind. Um, I remember many times um, in, in the middle of a, you know, a raucous kind of uh, eruption um, that you're speaking about in this email, um, I would just go to the bathroom and I would shut the door and I would do my step one, two, three and sometimes I'd be in there for a while or I would just go for a walk. And in some situations, if the situation is harmful and there's safety issues, then I would just leave. And that's a really, really hard thing to do when we speak about family. Um, And it is sometimes it is sometimes necessary, and 
also, I would just send as much love as I could to the situation. I would just see, I would see the goodness in each person, and and that is that is something that takes real discipline, because when we are feeling so badly and it's activating all of those human traits, it's not as easy to, you know, respond. We end up usually reacting. And so if we can do what we can to just shift it a little bit to um, responding rather than reacting, and and that takes time, it takes discipline, it takes a program. And that's the great thing about this 12-step program is you've got your step one, two, three. And... That can that can be a lifesaver, and if you're going to visit family, I'm uh, you know making little decisions like just not staying in the same home. If you can stay in a hotel, can can be helpful. Um, those are some ideas that I have. That's great. What would you suggest that you tell a child, uh, say as this son is ten years old? How would you explain to him about alcoholism? Well, first off, I would really make sure that whatever is happening, that they understand that it has nothing to do with them, that they are not the cause of the illness. And it is an illness. In fact, uh, here where I live in Canada, they've actually, the medical community has now actually designated that uh, alcoholism is a medical, is is a medical disease. So that's, you know, that's an interesting thought. And so I would really do what I could to to send as much love to that child and and really getting them to understand that they have done nothing wrong that 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 they are whole that they are complete and that you know grandpa and family members have an illness and so they that that ten year old needs to understand that, and I would also start to give them some tools to help help them in those situations, whether it be just uh, teaching them about meditation or teaching them how to to just be in their own center because children absorb so so much they 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 tend to be like little radio antennas, you know they pick up everything, and so we as adults have to keep them safe. We really have to keep them safe, and and I I can tell from this email that this wonderful uh, woman who has sent this in cares so deeply about her child, and she's going to make some good decisions the next time she goes to visit um, that will help everybody. Great, thank you. You mentioned earlier in the program, Janet, that you were in Alateen. Tell us a bit about Alateen and what it did for you, and how old were you when you went? were going? Gosh, I went to Alateen when I was 13 years old, and what was so astounding to me was I walked in that room and I went, oh my goodness, I didn't know what I was expecting in the Alateen meeting, but they all looked like me, you know, like I could say, gee, I could relate. They were teenagers too, and they they were dealing with some things in life that uh, that I was also dealing with, and that camaraderie and that connection was so important in my teen years, as was unity. I mean... My wife. Just a minute, though. Alateen is for teens that have uh, family family members that have the disease of addiction. It, it does yeah. not address the teens' own substance yeah. addiction if they have that. That's right. It's just dealing. Yeah, it's just dealing. Yeah, that's a very good distinction. It's a support group for 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 the individual who is living with with somebody with that disease. So, I um, I found it um, very comforting. I I found it very nourishing. I I I'm glad that you've asked me this because I think this last question that we had that that would be a very good thing to to maybe involve the child in take them take them to one of those meetings would be really great. So you felt 
connected there like there were other uh, teens like yourself. That's exactly right. And also, I think it really helped me to understand that I that if I felt inadequate, that it was really, it, that really wasn't the truth about me. And then I could see that in other people. I could see, I could see the love and I could see what each of those people uh, that were in the group with me were also being able to give me as well. It was a, it, it was a new, it, it was another family. And, and I guess really when we get involved in our 12-step families, our unity families, and our family of origins, we have so many different families, and they're all interconnected. You know, we, we, there really is no separation. We're, we're all connected in some way, and that was just a really good place for me to be as a teenager, for sure. Right, and you said unity also was important to you as a teenager. I wonder, I bet you were in, in YOU, Youth of Unity, and maybe Uniteens and so forth, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was. So, in, what? How did what? What it does do for you? Well, that that actually just enhanced uh, everything that I was doing in the twelve step meeting that I was going to as well. I mean, unity is such a rich, rich, uh, rich, rich movement. And as a teenager, to to be able to do a meditation when I would go to my YOU groups and to learn how to to meditate even better, um, to learn new skills and tools, to to get through just the angst sometimes of being a teenager. I mean, I have a teenager right now who's 15, and I'm I'm watching you know the process there, and I'm identifying you know I'm identifying with what that time in my life was like, um, and it it was a really really. Um, enriched experience for me because I had so much support. I had so much support, uh, Reverend Anna. In every every part of my life, I had support for whatever it is I was having to deal with. And, and some of the things that happened in my teenage years were very difficult. There were some very, very difficult things that I was faced with. But I had this circle this legacy of love that was all around me and through me and on those dark days there was always someone there to lift me up and there was always a way to connect again with with my higher power and i really believe that it is progress not perfection you know that's one of one of the biggest defects that i've ever had to work work on is perfectionism because you know I it was just something that 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 I was dealt and so I've learned that that it is progress and and it and not so much the perfection so we're we're all moving right we're all moving in our experience our strength and our hope because Mm -hmm. we need to share those experiences but it's it's how we share those experiences and how we can gain strength from from those experiences, because um, it's it's the human connection that we all that we're all here on this planet. To your email is is Earthlink, and and so I think that's exactly right. We're all linked. <laughs> all, we're that's all, right. We're all linked in the human suits that we wear everywhere we go. Just knowing that there's this great great creator, this great spiritual energy that is moving through each one of our lives. That's powerful. And um, some years ago, I believe, now I don't remember who wrote this, but uh, someone said that the 12-step programs were the greatest social movement of the 20th century. And I I believe that it pointed out in a in a powerful way that spirituality is is not about doctrine; it's about experience. Yeah. And the twelve step programs were a way for people to enter into a spirituality and into and what and what you're talking about into community. That yeah. spirituality is about community; it's about relationship. And so it, it's a it's transformative. It helps us have that experience that we are all one. Yeah. Well, I remember the last. I remember the last day I took um, my a drink, and it was November 11th, 1988, and it was a defining moment for me 
because I was with uh, with my my friend Jack B, and I had been expressing to him about you know coming from four generations of alcoholism, and you know what some of that and how that affected me, and I remember him just looking at me with these very wise eyes, and he said to me, "You just explained to me." what alcoholism did to four generations of your family, Janet, and you still drink. And he said, what do you think about that? And I remember I had an absolute spiritual awakening in that moment. And from that day forward... that is powerful. Hold on to that. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll come back and hear the rest of that powerful story. Give us a call at 888-55-UNITY or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We'll be right back. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. The Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the messengers of unity. We salute the messengers of unity. The voices of the one voice of all humanity. Heroes with weapons of melody and rhyme, waging peace. One song at a time. Tune in to Palooza, music that matters, with host Richard McDesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Legacy of Love. And my guest is Janet L. She's telling us uh, wonderful things about her uh, long-term involvement with 12 Steps, with um, Unity, and how her family was involved in, in both of these spiritual uh, principle-based uh, philosophies and ways of life and how much that has blessed her and and done such good and i'd like to thank very much kim for emailing us and asking an excellent question and kim is the winner of our book connections the threads that strengthen families by Jean Ilesley clark and so that will be going to kim in the mail so thanks so much this is a great time too we've still got time if you want to email us or call us with a comment or a question for my guest janet she'd be happy to address it and our email is spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. The phone number is 888-55-UNITY. So, Janet, right before the break, you were telling us a very powerful story about your last drink and about the alcoholism in your family and what your friend Jack B. said to you. So would you uh, tell us, you, you said you took your last drink and you just told him about that how alcoholism had affected four generations of your family. And what did he say? He said to me, he said, Janet, he said, uh, that is my definition of insanity, that you just told me what this did to four generations of your family, and he said, you still drink. He said, would you be willing, would you be willing to look at that? And something happened inside of me, and I had, uh, all I can call it is a spiritual awakening, and it was completely removed from me. I have never desired another drink. I've never wanted another drink. I, I, I'm not, 
I, I something internally changed, and I can only say that that was God working through um, a great a, a great man called Jack, and and it's true in recovery for all of us that. God works through people, and that's why it's so important to have our support groups and to have um, connections to our 12-step groups because that is how it works. So You had a really strong sponsor also, and your sponsor had long-term recovery. I did, yeah. I had a, long t- a long-term sponsor um, who had come into the program in 1947. She was one of the very first women in the program in Canada, and and like I say, she would she would always offer me different ways of seeing things, and just always there to go to a meeting, always there to to do what needed to be done, and to support in whichever way she could. But the truth of it is, is that we are the ones we are the ones that have to make the changes. But there is a whole team of people that can help us along the way, and so that's what I'm most, most grateful for. Um, both my mom and dad passed away this past year. I lost uh, my mom and my dad within six months of each other, and the one thing I'll say about my dad is that I know that he took 12 steps and died. It was like that's how a he was by the 12-step program. I, I know it in my heart. And my mom, when she sat in palliative care, she, for three weeks before she passed, was doing her fourth step another time. And that's what I have to say about all of us, is that we all get an opportunity every day to take those steps, to do what needs to be done. And that's what I'm grateful for, and that's the legacy that my mom and dad, right to the very end, um, gave to me and took with them to their next life. That touches my heart. That touches yeah. my heart. Yeah. Janet, yeah. I know that in addition to uh, addiction recovery, that also you have had a remarkable physical recovery. You got a, a diagnosis of cancer. Yeah, I did. Tell us about that. Yeah, nine years ago, I was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of breast cancer. Uh, The doctors told me I had six months to live. I said to them, I accept your diagnosis, but I do not accept your prognosis. And I went uh, and I gathered a team. I put together the people that I knew could help me to get through this. And it consisted of um, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical you know, parts of my life. And I really believe that, you know, cancer cells are highly intelligent cells who have really just got out of harmony uh, with the rest of the body. And what I did was I, I just did whatever I could to bring the body back into harmony. And it's not any different than the unity principles or the 12-step principles, that that's what we're doing every day is bringing the body back into harmony, bringing it back to a place of peace, And I am here to say that what they told me was not the truth about me. And I'm here to say that my life is more expanded. My life is more loving. My life is more compassionate. My life is more free um, because of... um, the team that I had around me, I believe, I believe that with all my heart, that I could not have done it alone. I could not have done it alone. And that healing uh, is, uh, <sighs> it's, it's one of the single biggest milestones that I've ever had to be here to still talk about it. And so if anybody out there is dealing with any kind of disease, just know that you can be healed. You can be healed at depth, and you can use these principles. Um, And they work. They work because we work them. They work because we work them. And so my heart goes out to everybody, my blessings to all of you, to have the most extraordinary life that, that you want to have, even when it appears that that 
isn't isn't something that you feel in a particular moment. It's just a moment, and it can be changed instantaneously. So, what was some, a, a practice that you did, or or that in one of your most despairing moments when you were healing from the cancer? Physically? No, mm-hmm. it, that's a really good question. Um, the single most important thing was. I I said a little affirmation to myself, which was this. Anything that gives me energy, I embrace it and I expand it. Anything that is taking energy, I release it and I let it go to its highest good. And that includes people, places, and things. So if there was any person, place, activity, um or organization that that was that that I felt was was taking energy I just released it and I let it go and that left room to only have what I call the life force pulsating through me with no editing with no no opportunity to have any any energy other than than the life force working through me so that that was huge, and, and, and that's really what Unity Principles and 12-Step Principles are all about. It's about expanding and bringing forth and bringing forth that life force that's in all of us because we're meant to be here to, to create the biggest masterpiece, and each of our lives is a masterpiece that's being created every moment of every day. So. Did your life change a lot as you prayed that affirmation, used that affirmation? It absolutely changed. It 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 it, it almost um, it was like Godspeed, you know. It was like it 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 instantly started to manifest itself, and instantly I started to feel like like even going through the chemotherapy treatments that I went through, like. I didn't have the same experience that a lot of people have with chemo. I mean, I, I never got sick with it. I, I never, I, I, I can't explain it. It was a miracle. It really was God's miracle working power. And, and so uh, I think that that affirmation and that focus of energy created uh, tenfold what I would have been able to do by myself in my human self. It, you know, and I remember gathering my friends together. I remember having a healing session where they all came together and they put me in the middle and all they did was focus on my life force and my health and God working in and through me. And, and I could feel it lift. I, I, I could feel it lift every day. So, and, you know, sometimes when we're on a spiritual path, we think that we can do everything just through spiritual avenues. And yes, everything is through spiritual avenues, but sometimes we have to make really important choices like doing chemotherapy. But I never chose the chemotherapy without first of all connecting with God and really listening to what steps I needed to take next. So God is everywhere, even in even in oncologists and cancer doctors, you know. And God is in in you, Anna. And God is in everybody who's listening today. And God is in in the trees and the flowers and the newness of spring. And and God is in death too, you know. When I lost my mom and dad, I God was there. You know, you could say that's really sad when somebody dies. And yes, it was. I miss their physical presence, but they're always around me. They're always connecting with me, and they're always showing me um, and reminding me of good things, even when it wasn't so good. Janet, thank you so much. You have given us great wisdom and great inspiration. The quality of your life is is really a testament to these principles that you live, and you've blessed all our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bless all of you today. Thank you. 
And we are grateful for our listeners, grateful for Kim, who uh, sent in her question, and she's going to receive the book Connections, grateful for Hazelton Foundation, and grateful for Unity FM and for our great engineer and for everybody there that, that supports Unity FM and for the Unity Movement. So thanks again, and uh, keep listening. Download those other programs. We've got lots of programs archived now, so go to unity.fm and Spirit of Recovery and Here's some more good programs. Join us next week when our show is going to be Coming Home to the Power Within You. The author, Paul Wedding, who wrote, If You Only Knew What You Already Know, is going to be talking to us. Paul was homeless, jobless, and powerless over addiction. And then he had a profound spiritual experience on April the 19th, 2003. And we're going to be interviewing him on April the 19th, 2011. So join us next week for that. God bless, and I know you're in my prayers, and I see all good things coming through you. Join us next week for Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Even if you're a seasoned spiritual student, even if you've been on a spiritual journey for a long time, how's your life working? Knowing spiritual principles isn't enough. We have to practice them every day. Join Rev. Ellen Devonport and co-host Laura Shepard on Absolute Living as they talk each week about putting principles into action in every decision we make. Are you searching for some levity and humor on your spiritual path? Then come join us for Unity Happy Hour with your hosts, Ogan and Jim. Each week, these ministerial students from Unity Institute and Seminary have spirited, humorous, and somewhat irreverent discussions about current events, family, culture, and really anything under the sun, set against a backdrop of spirituality and personal growth. So bring your authentic self and join us on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What would a human life based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality look like? Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith, and none at all, to passionately participate in the next great epoch in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now, in the silence, to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 
What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.